Um, one thing that I'm hoping that will be better um, this time is I got a new phone, bitch, for Christmas. And so apparently I have 5G. So hopefully at least our connection will be um, better than it was last time. But I want to show you something. Um, what Ozzy got me for Christmas. And he's like, I swear to God, this is like the best Christmas present like you've ever got. All right, you ready? Yeah. Oh my god. This phone case with like the worst picture of pumpkin on it. (laughs) I was like, wait, what? You think that is a good picture? So it's like she has all these gorgeous pictures on Instagram and that's the one you pick. Okay. (laughs) So he was very proud of himself, but And that's a phone case for your new phone. Yes, so my mom, yeah, my mom got me the new phone, and Ozzy got me the phone case. So they collaborated. They collaborated, or they, they did. Yeah. They, they did. They, 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 yeah, they did. How was your Christmas? You went to, oh. you went to the GFs, <laughs> and you got to meet that adorable kitty. Oh my God, Stumpy Can't was wait. literally the fucking cutest oh. thing I've ever seen in my oh life. Oh my God! Like holy shit! Yes. She was fucking adorable. Yeah. We were sitting in my car and I was just, I was, we were talking and I was looking at her and I see this fluffy thing just bouncing across the yard because she was at a full run. That's that video I sent you with that little hop that she does. It kind of rocks back and forth. Yeah. So she was, I saw her doing that across the yard and I just immediately stopped her. I was like in tears and I'm like, oh my God, who is that? Oh, she was so fucking cute. Mm-hmm. Is she like, is she, was she like an outdoor cat or is she just like indoor outdoor? Or? She's one of the outdoor barn cats and she was born with just mm-hmm. a little stump and it has, she has just a little claw at the end. And, and Oh my God. <laughs> and I guess when she, she climbs, like she, when she climbs the chicken wire, she'll use her teeth as her like fourth <gasps> arm. Shut up. Yeah. Oh my God. How adorable. Yeah. So at least you got to bond with the kitty at Christmas. How was the fam? Super. Uh, I mean, like the. <laughs> it was pretty. Mostly good. God. Yeah. Oh my god. So how many days did you stay over at Anna's? Uh, we only went for one night, but we stayed at the roadway down oh, yeah. in town. Yeah. That's right. Because we would have Thank to goodness. sleep in separate bedrooms if. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it sounds like the best part of your trip was that cat. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. Oh, and then the next day, <laughs> or like, no, it was later the same day, because it was the second day that we were there, uh, I went outside and was, like, petting the cat again, because she was super cute, and she came, she came trotting right up to me, it was that video I sent you, it was right after that, I was, I was just kind of crouched down petting her, and then one of the other cats, George, came up on my other side, and then I had a cat, like, Damn. I was, you know, petting one with each hand, <laughs> Double fisting. Yeah, I was double fisting some cats. That sounds terrible. But uh, I had two cats that I was uh, showing some affection to, and then a third cat came into the mix and started like trying to get into the. Oh my god! The group. Oh, there's a lot of cats there. Um, Damn, yeah. that's awesome. But uh, that caused a bit of a ruckus, and then all the cats started fighting, and I got up and it's like, I guess this is my time to leave. But oh my oh god! Oh my god! That's adorable. Yeah, that cat oh, stumpy. Sure she had me literally in tears. 
literally in tears. I I literally just wanted to grab her through Snapchat and, like, take her and just snuggle with her because she looked like the most affectionate, like, adorable, handy little cat ever. Oh, so appropriately named, too. Like, it's just everything. Total package. (laughs) (sighs) Think about her a lot. (laughs) I seriously, like, I cannot stop thinking about her. I think about her daily. I go, I've been going back and because I saved the the video and the picture that I sent you. I I keep going back and, like, looking at them and watching the video of her running. Obsessing. Oh, Oh, my God. Adorable cat. Yeah. Yeah. I love live. Live for it. Fuck. I'm Jesse. And I'm Aaron. And we're, <laughs> and we're the, the Cage Queens. Queens. Don't flatter yourself. You know what's annoying though? I found out so I was planning on going back after New Year's, which is on January fourth. Mm-hmm. And then I found out that I have a dentist appointment January fifteenth. And that just pisses me off because it's like Ugh, it's so close. But it's not close enough to like you know, make it worth staying. Mm -hmm. So then it's just like, I'm going to have to drive back and then come back like a week later. But who the fuck am I to complain? You drove back and forth (laughs) like three times a week from Lansing to Muskegon. So I guess if I do it once, I won't be, (laughs) I won't be that inconvenienced, but I am because I don't know. I'm just What day of the week is the 15th? It's a Friday. Oh, that's not bad, because you can make a weekend I know, out so, of it. So. I know, I could stay, but do I bring pumpkin? She's, like, really the biggest inconvenience, because it's, like, yeah. I want her to come because, you know, she's my girl. Like, we <laughs> hang out. We're best friends, but <laughs> she also doesn't like being in the car, so. But she also shits things. all over your apartment when you're gone. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so like what's the trade-off make her uncomfortable for a couple hours or for a whole fucking weekend so that i can come home to the sweet aroma of poop <laughs> oh god yeah that was oh. a disaster <laughs> speaking of poop in your apartment yes. building so love it yeah okay. <laughs> it was it's been a few days at least now there, somebody had stepped in shit, like dog shit, outside and <laughs> no! tracked it into the hallway and had clearly been trying to, like, scrape it off their shoe as oh, they were, like, going God. up the stairs. And then they left, like, a whole, like, little smushed turd in the middle of the hallway on the second landing. Shut the fuck up. And then still streaked it up the next set of stairs, like, right up oh the middle. God. And it's been there for days now. And just no! as of this morning, that little squish turd has switched sides of the hallway as to where it's been. And I'm so fucking pissed right now. It's so disgusting. Oh my god. Oh my god. I love how this person thought, let me get rid of this in the hallway. For <laughs> what? I love how you've been seeing it and how you've been keeping track of its location to know that someone else has stepped on it. I'm trying not to step on it myself. Oh my god, what a disaster. That's so bad. Do you have, like, people come in and, like, clean, like, the community area? Oh yeah. But they're probably on break for the holidays, so. Exactly. They've been, uh, not working for a few (laughs) days here, so. Just been living with this turd. time. Yeah. I was, um, walking my dog down to the mailbox, and I kept her on a leash because it was kind of icy and I didn't want her to slip. 
because she's old and she's got arthritis. And um, we were just walking down and she like stops and smells something in the middle of the road and I stop with her. And it was this big pile of shit <laughs> in the middle of the road. I was like, thank God for you. Because if you wouldn't have stopped and smelled that, I would have stopped in that. Like, you're a hero, Lucy. Hell God yeah. bless. But yeah, so I just wanted to share my shit story before we move on. But <laughs> Talk about the <laughs> shitty movie that Oreo had to watch. Yeah. Oh, oh, good segue. Good segue. Hell yeah. Yeah, so our movie, Rumblefish, starring Matt Day. Oh, I was going to say Matt Damon. It's oh. Matt Dillon. Yep. Um, 1983. Mm-hmm. The movie is pretty much about this Matt Dillon. His character's name is Rusty James. Oh, my fucking God. And... I cannot even describe <laughs> how irritated I am by that name. Go ahead and finish. <laughs> I know. Can't even get an- out how annoyed we already are without even giving the synopsis. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. So, synopsis is, is, um, so Rusty James, he's, like, this high school kid that kind of has this big reputation to uphold because his brother was kind of in charge of the, the gang scene, and then his brother left, and so Rusty James feels kind of compelled to, like, upkeep this, like, gangster lifestyle, and Nick Cage is part of said gang, and so that's kind of his role, and this whole movie is kind of just describing, like, Rusty James, like, confliction. Like, his internal confliction with, like, himself, the gang, his relationships, his brother, like, all this shit. And it doesn't make any sense. Like, I honestly don't think I can describe this movie better than I just did, because I don't know what it was about. (laughs) (laughs) The best I can say as far as, like, the overall point of the story was to... It's about a relationship between two brothers, from what I can tell, and about, like, the younger brother mm-hmm. trying to to grow into his older brother's image, but he's not his older brother, yeah. you know? And so trying yes. to live up to that. So, I think we mentioned on our last podcast about how this movie was... It was made by the same person that wrote The Outsiders, and so it kind of had that same vibe of, like, you know brotherhood and gangs and on the you know poor side of town and we fight and like do this kind of shit and um one of the weird things about this movie though even though it was recorded or it was like filmed in 1983 or released in 1983 it was in black and white and did you catch why it was recorded in black and white yeah it's got to do with the character the motorcycle boy character because he's colorblind. Motor- so Motorcycle Boy is Matt Dillon's or Rusty James' older brother. And he's colorblind. And so because this motherfucker is colorblind, everyone has to see in black and white. <laughs> and so I guess that's why the movie was in black and white. But it was very, like, distracting. Uh, Yeah, the way it was filmed, I was not a fan of. And that was actually something that people were, like, really raving about when the movie first came out because it was really experimental with the the way they shot it, I guess. Hmm. And so, I guess moving on to Nick Cage, our <clears throat> main man of the hour, which I was actually highly disappointed that Nick Cage barely showed up at all in this movie. Like, he entered... I, I mean, he was in the scene fairly early, 
Um, he was in one of the first, I guess, scenes with Matt Dillon, um, playing as like his best bud, and Nick Cage's name was Smokey. I don't know if he had a last name, but he was called Smokey. Not, it's just Smokey. Um, <laughs> Smokey and no last name, and just an update. Still does not have his teeth fixed at this point in um his life. So good to know. <laughs> That's tough. Still rocking the hairy chest though, because we got to see a lot of chest. Mm-hmm. We did see a lot of chest. What about his hairdo? I honestly, when I first saw Ooh. it, I thought it was a wig. But like the more I was watching it, I think that was his actual hair. And it was thick. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He was still rocking that that thick do. And but you know what kind of striked me as like Matt Dillon, I think he plays a very like he does very well with playing like a greaser, like, you know, kind of this just like street boy type of character. I didn't feel that at all for Nick Cage. Like you could tell Nick Cage was like too upper class <laughs> to fit in, like to actually vibe with these other guys to be like kind of this like street rat type character because like he just, I wasn't feeling it from him. I don't know if maybe it's something similar or if they're related. I felt watching it that Nick Cage was honestly the best actor mm. of the whole group. Like he honestly was the most believable that he was just like honestly there in the part whereas everybody else was like reading lines yeah you know and very unfeeling i did feel like nick cage's role specifically was like the most realistic because for example one of the first scenes matt dylan character was like oh you gotta go rumble with this other fucker from who knows why? Like, he just, like, got in a fight with this other person, and Nick Cage was like, wait, why are we gonna go fight him? Like, what? And his character was like, wait, we're just gonna go to watch, right? Like, we don't actually have to do anything, because I don't want to be a part of your bullshit. Like, he was just, I don't know, I felt like he had good reasoning, and that his character really didn't want to fight, and I felt like that was, like, realistic of him to be like, wait, hold on, we're not gonna fight for no fucking reason. This is stupid. Let's not do this. <laughs> But how much do you know about the person who wrote the book? Do you know anything about her? Okay. Nope. Okay. So her like handle was S.E. Hinton, but her name was Susan Eloise Hinton. And (laughs) she started, she published like her first book, which was The Outsiders, I think, in 67. So she was 19 when that was first published. I think she wrote it. Holy shit. She wrote it at 16, I think. Um, And then the Rumblefish book she wrote in, or she published in 75, which, Hmm. I mean, just time-wise is kind of a huge gap as far as that goes. So it makes me wonder, because it's so so similar. stylized like stylistically yeah except there's just more swearing yeah and you know what's weird that i noticed it was kind of well for one i noticed that they both use the word rumble obviously because the Mm -hmm. rumble the rumble fish is the the main obviously the name of the movie and the outsiders they always used to talk about getting into rumbles but another thing that I noticed was similar is, so Matt Dillon was in both this movie and The Outsiders, and so was the girl. The girl was 
Cherry Valens in The Outsiders, and she was the main kind of girl figure, I guess, in this movie too, mm-hmm. which I don't remember her name. Diane, but well, her like, act, the actress, her real is Diane name Lane. is Diane yeah. Lane. Yeah, I don't know who her character name is. Oh, yeah. Patty, it's Patty. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Patty. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I noticed that that was kind of another thing that I think. Um, yeah, I think Matt Dillon was in like three uh, S. E. Hinton movies. Because she, she had a... Him. Uh, yeah, I don't know who... Well, I, th- I actually think Francis Ford Coppola directed most of those movies. And so Damn. I think he's... Did he direct The Outsiders? Yeah. Yeah. No he shit, was... really? Huh. Mm-hmm. He was working on um, writing the script for Rumblefish while he was filming The Outsiders. Oh, shit. I didn't know so. that. I did a little bit of little little bit of research. A little bit of research. Just a teeny bit. Good, because you know I don't. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I'm glad that one of us is being edumacated about it. (laughs) Um, something that spiced up my watching this the uh, is so I'm at my parents' house right now for the holidays, and so I was gonna I rented this movie on Amazon Prime. I was gonna watch it in my living room and hear my parents come in. I was like, hey, I'm about to watch a Nicolas Cage movie, and they're like, oh, we'll join you. I was like, ah, Ooh. <laughs> okay. It's like, and so then I had to start explaining the premise of why I'm watching this Nicolas Cage movie and what our podcast is, and they're like. Well, um, have you posted your podcast yet? Because I would like to listen. I was like, I'm not telling you shit about fuck. So you can just keep your distance because you're not going to hear this. But anyways, so yeah, we I, I watched this movie with them. And oh, God. So one of the best scenes in this movie was um Matt Dillon and Nick Cage. Obviously, they're the bad boys. And so, <laughs> one of that, uh, one night, they go out and they're like, hey, yeah, let's have a party. Let's break into someone's house and, like, drink alcohol and get naked and start fucking. And I was like, oh, my God. I am in the living room with my parents and I can see Nick Cage's full moon <laughs> spreading <laughs> across the fucking camera in black and white. I was like, uh, yeah, pumpkin, where's? Trying to look, look back, and I was like, I really want to pause the movie right now to see like what minute is Nick Cage's butthole on the screen, but I couldn't do it. Well, good news for you. I was keeping track. God bless. Yeah, like I didn't write down the exact minute because I wrote down the whole scene because um, he oh, was God, just doing some God. wild shit there. But did you? You probably didn't notice because I re I rewound a couple of times to watch <laughs> watch the scene. I wanted to. <laughs> I figured, but there's there's a point right before he flips over the right before he yep. flips over that whatever they're on. He like actually like I you can see him tuck himself a little bit like to cover <gasps> no himself way. to like flip over. <laughs> oh my god! Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm probably gonna have to probably gonna have to watch because still in that like. 24-hour period of, um, you know, rental for Amazon Prime, so I might have to go back and rewatch, rewatch, so <laughs> that I can see the the full tuck. But yeah, I think that's the first time I've ever seen Nicolas Cage's butt. 
Yeah. Oh, when you were talking about being in the living room with your parents watching that scene, uh, it reminded mm-hmm. me of uh, the first time I watched the Sex in the City movie, like the feature movie Oof. that they made, the first one. I watched it with yep. my mom in the living room. Uh, oh. <laughs> there's the scene where that dude's taking a shower outside and he turns around and it's like pulled on yeah. right there on camera. Yeah. I remember I was like 12 and I'm sitting there in the living room with my mom, maybe 13, <laughs> whatever. And I'm just like, uh, I don't know how to react. Like my face was straight at the TV. Oh, I'm so uncomfortable. And I'm just like, kind of like staring, but like not staring, but like trying not to make eye contact yeah. with my mom yeah. at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Like, I don't know where to look. Oh my god, so fucking uncomfortable. One of the first uncomfortable moments I've ever had with my mom is, uh, is like, in, um, so I think I was, like, nine or ten or something, and we were watching Hocus Pocus, and they kept saying that the guy was a virgin. I was like, ma'am, what's a virgin? She's <laughs> <laughs> like, man, someone that hasn't had sex yet. And I was like, Oh my god. Yeah, sex scenes with parents are just it's never going to be comfortable. It's always going to be extremely awkward and uh, yeah, I knew something like that was coming and that's why I didn't want to watch it with them, but it's like I can't say no. Yeah. If they want to enjoy the cage with me like family bonding time, I guess, but Okay. Yeah. Do we want to just talk about all the scenes that our boy was in real quick? Get those out of the way and see what happens? Yes. Yes, let me pull my notes. Alright. Yeah, I put, you get to see Nick Cage's butt 35 minutes approx. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously couldn't get the exact deets. Um, yeah, so him and, so the first scene he was in, he was kind of just playing pool with Matt Dillon. Second one, scene that we got to, I guess, see him is, like, he was talking about, or it was kind of like the fight scene of Matt Dillon and this other guy was going to town and, like, Matt Dillon's gang was kind of, like, in the background to support him just in case something came up. And then, I guess, the third scene we got to see Nick Cage was (laughs) the best with his butt and they went and broke into somebody's house and kind of just had this party with girls and got shwaisted and all this fun stuff. Um, when else do we see Nick Cage? Um, well, so before they go to the party, we don't actually, like, he doesn't have a line or anything in it, but you know when Matt Dillon's, like, sitting in the classroom and he looks above the cabinets and there's Patty, like, half nude up there and, you know, like, it's in his mind or whatever he's, I don't know if he's dreaming or having a hallucination. I wasn't totally sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, but in that classroom scene, Nick Cage is also in the room and he's wearing a shirt nice. that's kind it's, it's similar to Matt Dillon's, but it looks more like a turtleneck with cut off <laughs> sleeves than anything. <laughs> Classic. Oh my God. I hope he got to pick it. It sounds uh, like his style. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty, pretty snazzy. Um, but then, uh, he also... Besides the scene where he's naked, there's uh, the scene afterwards where he reveals to Matt Dillon uh, that he set the whole lake house party scene up, mm. basically, to yes. to get Patty to dump him because Smokey really wants Patty. And then... Yes. Yeah, and he, he goes on a date with her at the Billy, Benny Billy, Benny's 
billiards. Yes. Benny's billiards. Benny's billiards is like a fucking tongue twister. I can get it. Yeah. So they go they go on a date there and he gives her like a sentimental bracelet and it's like their first date or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And but that was the scene also when they go outside and he has his monologue. He gets one, mm-hmm. I swear. Like every single movie. We every- gotta keep track. But he gets his yes. monologue. Yeah, he pretty much just tells Matt Dillon like you know what? You would never be a fucking gang leader because you're stupid as fuck. Like, I thought of this. I'm strategic. Like, this is why I get your bitch because I planned it out. And he's pretty much telling Matt Dillon, like, you suck. Like, Rusty James, if there were still gangs around, I'd be president, not you. You'd be second lieutenant. It was kind of unexpected, to be honest. <laughs> it was very weird how, like, at the end, like, my dad was watching it with me. He's like, how could a girl like that date Nicolas Cage? It's like, Dad, it's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, but he's so hit. <laughs> so, yeah. But, but, okay, so one of my favorite scenes. So... It doesn't have to do with Nick Cage, by the way. So just fast forward if you're not interested. (laughs) (laughs) Fast forward, Anna and Ozzy, the only people that listen to this podcast. (laughs) Fucking true. But (laughs) anyways. So, okay. So Matt Dillon, like, idolizes his brother, right? And so he's, like, always trying to be him. And his brother, like, is very this very, I don't know what who the fuck this guy is but so he's some actor obviously what's his name like mickey, mickey or rourke it's mickey rourke yes yeah yeah mickey rourke is the the guy that plays matt dylan's brother who's this kind of like icon everyone thinks he's a legend whatever and he's like very like soft spoken throughout the movie and like he always shows up in every single fight scene that matt dylan is in so like you know matt dylan's getting his axe beat here comes his older brother to come save the day whatever but really, the big thing with his brother is he goes to the pet store and he sees betta fish and he's like, you know what? Like, if they see a mirror, then they'll like try to kill themselves just by like trying to fight themselves off. But like if, um, you know, they weren't in this enclosed space, then like they'd be fine. And so... What this motherfucker does is he, spoiler alert, tries to set the fish free in the river. And it's supposed to be, like, this symbolic type of bullshit that, like, you know what, Matt Dillon? Just go and set yourself free. Go to California. Go to the ocean. Like, that's what you need. And so this motherfucker breaks into the pet store. I knew this was your favorite fucking scene. Steals these fish that would never survive in this Mississippi River or wherever the fuck they're putting the fish in. These fish from, like, these exotic-ass fish. And he, he runs to go put the fish in the river. This motherfucker gets shot for stealing. Okay. And he's white. Obviously, he's white. And he gets shot for stealing fish. And I was like, what the fuck? Like... I feel like this wasn't originally what the scene I was going <laughs> to I feel like I just gave away the whole movie. <laughs> because this, 
this isn't what I was going to talk about. I've had too much to drink. <laughs> I'm off on a tangent. What I want to tell you is that, so you know how he tells his little brother that he, um, you know, a fish will try to fight itself to the death to, um, to save itself. They try to kill themselves fighting their own reflection. Well, <laughs> I was in the other, like, I was upstairs during dinner tonight, and I heard my dad say, because we have a betta fish, and he's like, yeah, I heard somewhere that, like, if you put a, a mirror in a betta fish's, like, cage, that it will kill itself. And I yelled on the stairs, Dad, that was, that was that Nicolas Cage movie we just watched. <laughs> you didn't hear that from a reliable source. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? He was so fucking gone. But anyways, so on my tangent, that doesn't make any sense. So I was like, well, we got to see if this is true. Since we have a betta fish, let's try to like see if he'll try to kill himself. (laughs) And, you know, I'm all about not abusing animals. But I was like, I'll just put I'll just put a mirror in his cage for a second. (laughs) And if he like starts going at it, like I'll pull it out, obviously. But so, yeah, I put it. I, I grabbed a little tiny mirror and I put it right next to his little fish tank. He looked at it. Motherfucker turns around. <laughs> just starts swimming the other way. <laughs> so I guess I fact checked it for everyone. Beta fishes won't actually kill themselves if they get a mirror. At least my beta fish won't. Maybe he's just a pussy. I don't know. <laughs> eat, eat. Yeah, so I just gave away the entire movie. (laughs) Let me see what else is in my notes. (laughs) That's good. Oh, so a cool thing about that scene um, with the betta fish, though, that you were talking about with the mirrors. Yes. Um, You know, you want to know how they got the black and white and color differences in the 80s? Ooh, tell me. Tell me, tell me. All right. So according to the Internet Movie Database earlier, from what I read, I think that's where I saw it. Oh, yeah. um, They had filmed the entire dialogue scene in black and white first. So that mm-hmm. entire scene was filmed first, and they projected that onto a screen and then put a beta fish tank, all those tanks they put they put right in front of the screen that they were projecting on, and fil- filmed in color on top of that. <gasps> so they filmed the they filmed the fish and recorded what they had already filmed basically in one shot. Whoa, that's complex as fuck. I didn't realize it would have taken so much but they really they really tried to give that illusion of the beta fish having color because that was the only thing in the movie that did have color was the color of the beta fish yeah and it also explains why when they're holding the mirror up it doesn't really line up with where the fish (laughs) are on the screen I saw I saw that like the and also like only parts of the fish were kind of like <laughs> colored. There was like some of the fin that was kind of missing and I was like, oh god, this is kind of weird looking. Yeah, it wasn't perfect. Uh, but no, it was yeah, it was a really weird movie, but in the end, so the brother got shot and Matt Dillon went to California and set himself free. Nick Cage got the girl Peruge. Mm-hmm. And yeah, are we missing anything? Let me look at my notes. Um, just the oh, we can talk about the fact that uh, Rusty James's brother is called the Motorcycle Boy. Oh, uh. <laughs> which 
is something that oh my god I don't know is that a theme in all of her books because like the outsiders there's pony boy and now there's the motorcycle boy yes. which is also why I don't exactly enjoy her style I guess they're Bas- very corny just based on those two books alone I don't like it and the fact that they were so far apart in publication and it's yeah. that dumb boy theme i know yeah you can definitely tell it's appealing to a certain age group which i could see how that could appeal to like 16 year old girls whatever mm-hmm. it's cute but that actor looked 40 years old <laughs> didn't look like a boy at all yeah in the show or in the movie they even said that he was 21 but he looked way older he looked 25 yeah. and i was like exactly fucking shit like that's way older god damn i know i was like I feel old by you saying this right now. <laughs> like, he looks really old, like, like twenty-five or something. Insulting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought that motorcycle boy. Like, all these names are just stupid. Smokey, Rusty James, motorcycle oh boy, Rusty James. Though, um, they don't call they call him Rusty James or Mister James. The kid is supposed to be, like, like 14. Fourteen? In the the book. Yeah. According to Wikipedia, he's 14. So... Jesus Christ. Right. Exactly. Um, But uh, on IMDb, it said that Rusty James is said, like, at least 50 fucking times. (laughs) Like, total. (laughs) Like, way too many times. At least once every two minutes. I think it was... Something Jesus. like that. Yeah, so this movie was seriously lacking some K to the age. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know if it would have been better with more of him because the concept was completely confusing and the black and white was annoying and, um, yeah. <laughs> Anything good about this? <laughs> um... I mean, really, the best parts, like I said earlier, had to be Nick Cage's acting. He seriously, yes. honestly, was the best out of everybody in here. Yes, I agree that he's only getting better and he's progressing with his roles. And I want him to be the main actor in the next one. So hopefully it is. What's the next movie that we're watching? It looks like our next movie is Racing with the Moon, which was released in 1984. So uh, the one-sentence tagline here says, In 1942, California, two young men await induction into the U.S. Marines and say goodbye to their girlfriends. So it was directed by Richard Benjamin. Don't know who that is. Um, Nope. But it looks like, once again, Nick Cage is not our main character. He appears to be a supporting character again. Third build uh, here in the cast listing on IMDb. So our main character looks like is is played by Sean Penn, who was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which you didn't watch. But he played the stoner Spicoli that I told you about, um, where they're like, This guy's been stoned since the third grade. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, he's he's gonna be our main character, and he plays Henry Hopper Nash, and Nicolas Cage is going to be playing Nicky slash Bud. 
So oh. <laughs> interesting. I wonder if he In dies. This movie? I don't know what that dual name means, but is this movie in black and white? Because I'm seeing some pictures in black and white, some Uh-oh. in color. Uh oh. Nervous. I think the stills, like that, the pictures from like the movie set are in black and white, but it looks like the movie itself is in color. Cool. So, I guess, have you ever watched Racing with the Moon? <laughs> it's a dumb question, because no. I know neither one of us have seen it. <laughs> Literally have not, have not seen it. I don't think I've seen this one all the way up till Nick Cage's, like, most, his first iconic movie, which is Vampire's Kiss, which is still, like, I don't know, like, six or seven away from us. So, yes, have yeah. not seen this yet, but I'm very excited that he's playing a character named Nikki, because... <clears throat> Nick Cage. Yeah, it'll be easier to refer to him, for sure. Yes, exactly. So we'll we'll see what he has to bring in this next movie. But like we already know, his acting's fire. He's gonna be another like actor that's like outshining the stars. So can't wait till he steals this guy's bitch in Racing with the Moon, nineteen eighty four. Oh my god, what if that's all he does for, like, the next few movies, is just steal people's bitches? Then Uh, we're gonna have to start making a drinking game of, like, finish your drink if Nick Cage steals steals another bitch. Oh my, a good drinking game for Rumblefish, if anybody wants to do it, is to take a drink every time they say Rusty James. Oh my god, yes. If you're trying to die via alcohol poisoning, like, that is the drinking game for you. Oh my god. Um, Well, I think that's all we have for this movie, and Mm -hmm. we'll see what comes next week. Alright, well then, until next time. Alright, bye! bye. (laughs) A toast to Rusty James, a very cool dude. To Rusty Rusty James!